Yo. What's up, Aries? Oh, my God. Hey, what's happening, baby? Uh, oh, shit. 2020. 2020. This is the first podcast of 2020. The first. We got some recapping to do, but yes, this is Holy the first. Holy shit. So does this mean, um, this, this ain't year three, though, right? We're doing this still, too. No, I think we're, well. Like, almost three. Yeah. Almost three. Fuck, man. Uh, merry belated uh, Christmas. Uh, Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. I'll take Christmas and Hanukkah. You got me something. Yes. What? What? Is, oh shit! I, I'm sorry. I, I was gonna say I didn't get you anything, but I've given you everything. <laughs> uh, what the fuck is this? Small little box. They say big things come in small packages. I, I don't even know if you're gonna like this, but I got. Is it for this you. a Michael Jordan golf ball? Yeah, it is. Holy shit! Look at that. <laughs> I got three balls. <laughs> yeah, and it definitely and it comes in like a little glass. Uh, case. Yeah, I'll yeah. never take it out because I don't play golf. Yeah, well, you're not supposed to. It's, it's, right. it's Jordan's. It's a Jordan's autograph. Look at this. And I know what a Jordan junkie you are. Yeah, Jordan Hooer. And uh, after all the last uh, Instagram post you've been placing, I thought yeah. this was. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't afford a basketball, so you got to. I wouldn't have wanted a basketball, but th- th- this is good. And I cannot wait. It comes out in June. The last fucking dance. A ten-part documentary on the phenomenal phenom that was the Chicago Bulls seventy-two and ten reign. Man, I'm gonna go to war with all you young fuckers on Instagram. It's gonna be like Sosa's men, fucking little monkey. I want you niggas to come for me, man. Well, why do you keep going at them though? Like because young people think they fucking know everything, and but, it makes me sick. But you know the truth. Nah, fuck that. But it's that arrogance. It's it's almost like, you know, when your parents used to say, you young kids think you know everything, and we would brush it off like, yeah, whatever. But it's true. We it's it's a cycle. I get it. But these young motherfuckers I, I need to I need to educate them, man. They 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 they're too cocky. You did say something the other day on Instagram that I, I really never paid attention to, but uh when you talked about moves. Moves. Yeah. Yeah. Having Well Scotty Pippen said LeBron don't have moves. He and, and I thought about it. He's a power player. He comes in. Yes. He moves you, he backs you down, or he or he just runs right through you. Or runs right through you, or he runs to the hole and then takes the contact and gets the N one. Uh but I thought about it. He does have a couple of moves though. I mean he does do Michael Jordan's faded uh patted patent fadeaway jump shot. Um and he and he's got that. some moves, but yeah. he, he's just not as silky. And finesseful and as sexy as Mike. He's not as graceful uh, athletically. You just said it. Power. He, he's power. And, but he's a, he was a bigger player. He should use a little bit more power. It works his right, game. Right. But uh, as you know, and I've always said on the podcast, I grew up, I'm a little older than you, so I grew up with Jordan. And Jordan, uh, I, I loved basketball as a kid. Yeah. And I grew up but in basketball. Basketball was my favorite sport. Right. But Jordan changed like how I viewed basketball and how I yeah. watch basketball. He made me watch basketball every weekend. Yeah, no, he was he was must see sports television. So um, yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a Jordan whore. Uh, so merry motherfucking Christmas. Thank you, sir. Thank you, yeah. Um I keep saying that wrong. I don't even use that in the right fucking context. Um, we got a lot to dive into, so yeah. we might as well dive into it. But let's first tell people where we are. We're in. One of the, I don't even know how to. I hate this motherfucker. (laughs) I don't even know how to describe how prestigious this place is. Fucking, I understand why this nigga left. (laughs) Twice. Twice. And, you know, big ups to him since we're talking about LeBron. Because 
for him to come back and fulfill what wasn't really an obligation because um, he, he, he served his time. But I guess for him it was a, some sort of a moral thing, some sort of an internal personal thing that he had to come back to this. I hate this motherfucker. Now, I, I think it's beyond that because I think there's something about this city. That Do you know what city we're talking about, y'all? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they know. Okay. In, okay. I, <laughs> in Cleveland. America's I, I, toilet. I, I talked a little shit about Cleveland on Friday night early show, just, <laughs> just for fun in the beginning. And I could have said these same jokes about any other city I was in, and everybody would have been like, ha-ha, that's funny. He's right. making one. Not here, man. They take this shit seriously. Like they're there is a misery to this city. And, and that's why I do the joke where I talk about uh, this city should be on suicide watch and the women look like 48th place. There is a misery to this fucking place. I hate, and look, and look, and, and again, Andy has told me, you know, in so many words, not to shit where you eat. Uh, and, and sometimes in telling stories and describing things, omit names and places and, <laughs> you know, just, just tell the story without the details that are, aren't, you know. But I, 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 I feel like I'm lying if, if I don't say how I feel. I hate this motherfucker, man. Cleveland, Cleveland was in my top five worst cities. It's now number one. <laughs> it replaced pussy-ass nickel. This is number one. And almost everything that could have went wrong this week did. But you can't blame all that on Cleveland. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a misery. It, that Like a ghost. It just, it just oh, happens here. God. Well, you know what? On Friday night, uh, I had shitty sets, dude. I was in the worst we, mood. We've had shitty sets, period. No, but last night Saturday night was a lot better than well. It was it was it was better. The people this. were better. Like the people that I met on Friday night, the way they looked at me, I realized if I met LeBron and right. that was his people, I wouldn't like LeBron as a person. The way they looked at you, I think if you would have did the nigga joke, they'd have shot you. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that wasn't even. I wasn't even going to come close to doing it. E- even my Dr. King joke. Uh, How did it it's it. It's saving grace is the very last thing I do. Yeah. The Bob and Tom. Yeah. When normally it gets something before that. But this, I'm telling you, man. And then last night we had to cancel. Both shows was pretty much sold out last night, Saturday. We had to cancel in the middle of, the, of my show, the first show, because the fucking soundboard just died. And, and whatever it did, there was a short... And the mic kept going in and out on you, so you had to pull a Robin Williams and yell and talk with no mic. <laughs> and I was, I was racing, telling the management, yo, if y'all don't fix this, I'm not going on. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not yelling and blowing my voice out on some Robin Williams shit. So just when they brought, you brought me up, we kind of thought it was fixed. Yeah. But then it just kept going off and on and off and on. And, you know, you try to make the best of it, you knowing it's throwing off your timing, it's throwing off your set. And, you know, you, you, you feel this thing where you go, I don't know, maybe some odd years ago, I would have felt nervous. I'd have been sweating bullets. My hands would have been palms would have been sweaty. And I would have felt like, I got to perform. What do I do? But I'm a veteran now. And I just went, look, motherfucker, y'all don't fix this shit. I'm out. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I cracked a couple of jokes in between fuck-ups. That kept the audience going, 
But I just, I'm too old to, and I'm too in this now to, if your shit don't work, I'm out. And you're going to pay me what you're supposed to pay me since y'all fucked up. Well, and that's, that's the way it's supposed to work. That's what the business is. But yeah. um, for me, it was really funny because I didn't want to hand you, I, I couldn't handle, I couldn't bring you up if the right. mic wasn't working. Right. And so I would stay up there for a little while and make sure the, the <laughs> mic was working and then it would go out again. And then that happened three times. And on the fourth time, I thought we, I thought we had it. It lasted a little while. Right. And I was like, I at least got to get you up here because they weren't going to have any more of the going right. back and forth. And I brought you up, and I stayed in there in the, in the room for about, I don't know, five minutes. I was like, oh, it's going to work. It's yeah. going to work now. And then I went back because I had to get ready for uh, merch and do all that stuff. And uh, I came back in, and you weren't even on the stage. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I, you, know, <laughs> and, you know, black people, I got to love black people because, of course, and rightly so, a lot of them were like, we want our money back. This is bullshit. And then a couple of niggas was like, yeah, we want chicken wings and Patron. So I, just, I just love it. My, niggas know when it's time to get shit, we get it. Um, but, you know, even the audience understood, which was kind of cool. It and, was. And, and a lot of them came up afterwards like, oh, we felt so bad for you guys. And I was like, nah, I feel bad for y'all because y'all paid. Paid money. You know? Um, yeah, they got refunds, but. And it was snowing when they came out. Right. They wanted to see a show. And they wanted to see uh, Ari Spears. So, you know, it was fucked up. But I'm, and I, I kind of, <laughs> kind of whispered to you. I was like, "This is a blessing." Because <laughs> I really didn't want to perform. But I, I, and listen, I, I felt that way, given what Friday was. Yeah, but but they were better. But that's not saying much. But it was a lot better. Like if, if that if that was LeBron's people, then right. I would have been happy to meet LeBron. Right. If LeBron's people were the group that came on Friday night. Yeah. Not happy to meet LeBron. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And and I've said this before, what's so weird to me, what's so weird to me is once upon a time ago, and again, where the improv is, is the area called the Flats, which is kind of like some sort of entertainment district. And the club used to be literally a two and a half minute walk into a different location before they moved it to where they have it now. And it was night and day. I mean, it's literally like across the street where they used to be. And the crowds were lively. The audience was more diverse. For some reason, them moving where they move, it's predominantly a black crowd now. And it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a rougher room. Well, I think there's a little bit difference, though. Um, maybe where it was before, it was more comedy-centric, where people who were really into comedy, instead of just coming out to be entertained. But that sounds it. like you, you're saying it was in a place that was five miles in a different direction. You literally could walk there in less than a minute and a half. Yeah. But How it's much on, different could it be? But it's on the back side of what the flats are. Oh. And it's right next to the bit, one of the biggest strip clubs in the area. So it's, so it's not in the same... Right. It's not, even though it's in the same place, it's not in the same place. Yeah, that, that's strange to me. All right, speaking of Christie's, the strip club that we frequent uh, as soon as the show is over, because that's literally a 20-second walk over. One of the movies we're going to talk... Well, the movie we're going to talk about, uh, speaking of strip clubs, this movie, Hustler. Yeah. Hustle, is it The Hustle? I think it's The Hustle. Hustle. With Jennifer Lopez. Hustlers or Hustle? I think it's called The Hustle. Um, the stripper movie. Yeah. First off, what'd you think? I, you know what? I, I thought, and, and you, I don't know if uh, this is the right way to describe it. To me, it was the, it was the women's version of Goodfellas. Without the, without the violence. Without the killing. 
Mm, I don't know if that's the greatest comparison. I know, I know what you're going for. I, I'm talking about the way they talked to each other, the, the way that they were right. setting up schemes, the way yeah. that they were working together. I felt. Do, do you think women felt that way about that, the way we feel about Goodfellas? You think they got out of that? I, they- I don't know. I don't know. When I watched it, I felt, I just found out. Like I was like saying, if this character was a woman and they were right. doing this, would this is kind of like their right? It, it seemed that is the only way I could compare. I like the movie. I like the movie too, but then it's funny because I actually watched this. My I watched it for the second time. First time I watched it was a ways, ways back. And I and for some reason uh, I watched it in a hotel room in Atlanta, and the, the fucking thing was doing that. There's something wrong with the system where it would the movie would play but freeze, skip. So yeah. I, it was just acting funny. So I saw it for the first time with no glitches. Um, I gotta say, man, I, I felt gypped. You realize that in that movie, Jennifer, Lo- the three main chicks, Jennifer Lopez, the Asian chick, and the black chick. None of them show their tits. And I know that was a Jennifer Lopez call. Now, I can't speak for the other actresses, but I assume they said it too. But Jennifer's the star of the movie, and I'm sure she chose, I'm not showing my tits. How the fuck do you have a stripper movie (laughs) and no showing of tits? And and what's crazy was the big opening scene where they introduced J-Lo, and she's like the, the premier attraction. All the guys hoop and holler and throw all the money. She comes out. She does her big dance number. And, and listen, we've gone to strip clubs. Sometimes on the first song, that's the tease. No clothes really come off. But then they definitely do a second song where they at least take their top off. This bitch does the whole fucking routine. Nothing comes off. And then they show her grab all this money, which she's like bear hugging. So much money that bills are falling. And she says to the Asian bitch, don't get, don't, don't make it money, don't make it money, make you horny. And I'm like, what men throw all that money at a bitch fully clothed? Get the fuck out of here. Nah, man. If for that alone, I can't give that Goodfellas. Goodfellas gave us what we wanted. Okay, but this was uh, I, I'm not talking about the movie, the visual, because there's no violence. There's, the violence isn't in this. There's no violence. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the the dialogue was was. <laughs> Imagine Goodfellas with the dialogue, but no guns, no violence. Well, it doesn't the work. The two married as a marriage. Yeah. This is a stripper movie. Show your tits. But show your tits. This is a different. Never age. in the movie did any one of them bitches show flesh. This is, this is a different age. Man, they- fuck that. That's some diva shit. How you going to sign on? Listen, it's an actor's job and dream to go, yo, when I play this character, I go all the way. You don't half-ass a character. You don't half-ass a performance in a movie. You go nuts deep. You go all out. Pacino wouldn't do that. De Niro and Denzel wouldn't do that. That's integrity. Well, they wouldn't go dick out, would they? If they did, well, first of all, I've never been to a male strip club. Uh, I don't even know if male strip clubs, I don't think they do show their dicks. They put their dicks in all these weird costume type shits, you know, and it's very suggestive. But I don't think even in male strip clubs, it's full out cock. It's something about the cock that can't be, the cock is different. (laughs) It's like a different beast. You know, you, you you can't do cock like you can't do titties and bush. But. I think that if the movie were something in terms of context where Dick needed to be seen, 
they would either not do the movie, or if they did the movie, they would go all the way. Well, I don't see De Niro, Pacino, Denzel, Nicholson doing a movie where if, if the context was something about it showing a dick, they would be in the movie going, I'm not showing my dick. Well, but do you think, you think it's necessary... Yeah, for a stripper movie. It's a stripper yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you know, like, I, and I, and again, I, I know. I just, I, I don't know, but I know. I know that was a J Lo call. I know that the director probably said to her, "How would you feel? Do you?" Because they do that with movies like that with women. They, they they ask, "Are you comfortable?" Some directors demand it, but I think I even seen J Lo in an interview on The View where she was talking about. Not sexual harassment, but it's, it's a, an actress should never be made to feel uncomfortable. Well, some some uh, I know some actresses have it in their contract that they can never appear right nude. Yeah, and I mean even that it's like look if if, if it's a love scene in a movie, a sex scene, I just I think you're cheating. I don't, I don't know. I think you're cheating the audience. You know, I think you're cheating the audience. And, and maybe with a love scene in a, in a dramatic movie, okay, you could cheat it through the thing where the sheets are over the tits, but you see the shoulders that insinuate sex, a bare back but no tits. All right, it's a stripper movie. So it's breaking the character for you that you object to? It's, I don't know if it's breaking the character. It's cheating the movie. It's the, you you playing, play real to the, to the movie. Well, well who is the... Uh... <coughs> Demi Moore did that movie. Uh, oh God, and she looked fantastic. And she went. What was out. the name of that movie? You remember? Was it Striptease? Yeah, was it called Striptease. Wasn't. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. Right. I tell you, the hardest my dick has ever been with Demi Moore. Disclosure. <laughs> that scene when she says, "Get your ass back here," when he refuses to fuck her and finish what you started with that hoarse voice. Oh, oh, I had to come all over the popcorn, nigga. See, that's what the see. But but is, the movie's not supposed to get your dick hard. It's supposed to give you the reality of the movie. Yeah, but it, OK, again, if, and if it does get your dick hard, so what? <laughs> it's a, it's 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 sexiness. It's it's flesh. And this is a stripper movie. I, I just I felt so fucking cheated. I just felt so fucking cheated. Um, you didn't like the dialogue, though? Did you like the writing of the movie? I like the whole, this is, and I know it is based it's, off, a, off a true story, because yeah. I, I, I liked everything about it in terms of that. I just thought, dude, you, come on, man. Like, that, that scene was so unrealistic that men are going to give you all this money that you're going to walk away with a chest full of dollars, and you ain't show a nipple. No, and you ain't show an areola. Get the, that's like some sucker shit. And I don't know any. I've never been to a club where people threw money out like that. Yeah, just like, like, but it, it was and a some of that is movie. Yeah, it was a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, it was, it it was, was ridiculous. They were throwing like like New Year's Eve confetti. Come on, bitch! Like, come on! I'm I'm throwing money like that. You got to I got to sniff, smell something. <laughs> Something's got to be airborne. Um, but I, I like the part where they rip off rip off the dudes. Right, and they get. She says, "Who's who's gonna who's gonna uh, report us? They're gonna report us." That right, yeah, and that and that was true. The, the big, you know, here's my thing, and and, and I think we we kind of alluded to this or talked about this a little bit on the podcast. Are you a strip club fan? I'll go to a strip club, but I'm not a fan of giving I out am, money. I'm, I'm not either. You know, and, and my thing is this: like, look, Christie's is literally next door to the Improv, so if I'm gonna go out and drink anyway. It's like, okay, you could either drink at a bar or you can drink and see some titties. You, you get more bang for your buck. So fuck it. I'll do it.
But I've never been a strip club guy in the sense that those guys, some guys go there with an agenda. Y'all want to get a lap dance. I, listen, I, I, I'm going to say, I, I've, I probably said this before, I'm going to say it again. I pay for pussy, dude. And I have no shame about it. Matter of fact, the older I get, I would rather pay for pussy. Because I don't, I cut out, like, it's like Denzel and American Gangster. I want to go straight to the source. I want to cut out the middleman. I don't, I don't want to do, I don't want to do any other shit. I don't care. And I'm like, how do you go? So basically, you pay at a bitch to get your dick hard and you go home? Like, like if I'm going to give you money and you get my dick hard, you got to finish. There's got to be a reward. I don't, I, I'm not big on that shit. You should bring that Demi Moore scene. Uh, you you get back here and finish what you started. That's <laughs> put funny. it right on your phone. Go. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. I know some people really do like going to strip. You don't think it's like um, you would never bring like a girl to the strip club? Like as a as like a a regular chick, a regular chick kind of get into that the, that. I don't know. Sometimes I, I, I see people do that all the time where they bring their girl to the strip you know, club. I'll, I'll go if, if it's like, okay, that's what you want to do for fun. I'll participate. I ain't going to not participate, but that ain't on my list. Like, like if, I, if, I, if I'm going to be in the company of a naked woman and we having friction and body contact, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? Like, like, what, what's what's the point of buying a gun if you're not going to shoot it? No, but you wouldn't take it. What, what if your girl? See, I think this. I think like on your third date, if you like the girl, right? I think you should take her to the strip club. And if she really likes the other girls, she wants dances from the other girls. That sounds like a good girl to be around. That sounds like yeah. You know, some of the things that get dudes hot, or, or some of the things that guys are known to th- that's supposed to be sexy. Ooh, kiss her. Two girls kissing, two girls making out. Does nothing for me. Nothing at all. Nothing. Huh? Two bi- I'm watching two bitches get it on. Why would that fuck with me? Because you could get in there. That's the key. I got to get in there. If I'm just watching. Oh, you'd rather just pay for two girls. Yeah. I don't see that shit. You know, and what's so crazy to me is like, here's what I don't like about the strip club. And I know it's a hustle. I know they're there to make money. The minute you sit down and the bitch comes over, you want some company? No, bitch. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, last night, this bitch came up to me, and you could tell she was in her 20s, and she just kept saying dead ass, which is a New York thing. Like, it's like saying that's right. Yo, dead ass. And she said, oh, my God, da, 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 dead ass, dead ass. And I was just like, in my head, bitch, get the fuck away from me. Here's my girlfriend. This is my girlfriend. She's from New York. Dead ass. And the both of them were sitting there trying to talk to me. And it's like, bitch, just cut to what you want. You want to know if I want to dance. You want to know if I want to. You're drinking alone? You want me to buy you a drink, bitch? No. No. (laughs) Don't pamper me like you give a fuck. Say what you, state your business. Nigga, we want money. You, you, want, you want to pay us money to dance on you, grind on you? We thirsty. Quench your bitch thirst. That's different. Don't talk to me like you know you like me. <laughs> you know, Hi. How are you doing? Rubbing my shoulders and shit. Come on, man. Just ask me for the bread. Do you, do you, and this is a weird question to ask you. Uh, have you ever went to a massage place? Like, like, you know, the happy, happy ending massage place? Yeah. yeah, there used to be a place in uh, South Central, an Asian spot I used to go to. And that, that, that works for you, though? Yeah, because I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking. Do you get the massage, though? 
Yeah. You know. I'd like to massage. I, pre- really? yeah, I almost prefer the massage. Oh, man. No, just fuck me. Shit. <laughs> All that corny shit. If I, if I had to pay $100 for a happy ending massage or $45 right. for a half an hour of a real like masseuse to rub me, I, I, I'll go with to get the masseuse. Right. <laughs> um, and that's why I was like, I'm watching this movie, and the part where they're scamming the dudes, they're all faking, sh- drinking shots to get their credit card. And I'm, I, what's so mind-blowing to me is, this works? Who's that gullible? Because that's their fantasy. It has oh, to be their fantasy God. for it to work. Because they have to believe that this fantasy is coming true. That's the only way that could work. So but that's what I'm saying. So, so their fantasy is to look past. Because they got to know, these bitches don't really like you, dude. It's a hustle. Yeah. They want money. That's the bottom line. So their fantasy is to look past the bullshit to be faked with emotion and desire and wanting you. They're going to look past, you know, I know this is bullshit. I know the bitch just wants money. I know she don't really like me, don't give a fuck about me. But the idea that they all three of these hoes want me, that's the fantasy. That's the fantasy. And, and they're buying oh, in. Oh, them fucking corn They're balls. buying in. Dude, I went to this. This how I know people are like this because this is a... Uh, I don't know how old I was. I don't know if I even said this before, but I, I must have been maybe 20-something years old. Right. And it was my birthday. And the guys wanted to go to a strip club. They wanted to go. So we had a big group of guys. So we went to the strip club. And this dude gets me a dance. Uh, he's, oh, he, he paid did, for yeah, you. Yeah, did. Yeah, dance for my boy. It's his birthday, whatever, right? And she was a good-looking girl. She was right. dancing for me. And I got to be honest, when I see, uh, well, I'll tell this part afterwards, but when she was dancing for me, the dude was getting, the guy who got me the no. dance was getting upset. Why? Because he, kept, she, uh, while she was dancing, looking at, like, towards me, behind me was her boyfriend, like, in the next table over, and she was dancing for me, but, like, looking at him, like. Her boyfriend. Yeah, so it, he was like, she's, <laughs> she's looking at her boyfriend, that dances for him, and I go, dude, she's in front of me. And even if that dude Wait, wasn't... I'm confused. Wait. So the guy that bought you to dance, yeah. he's mad. He's mad. Because... Because the dancer is looking at her boyfriend across from us. Oh, so he's mad at her for doing that. Yeah, because, right. because I'm supposed to, you know... Sh- right. I go, it, dude, I go, if she was looking at me, I go, I don't care if she's looking at him. I, I get to see her. That's all we paid for was to look at her. She's looking over at him. When she's looking at me, she's thinking about how much laundry she has to do. That She ain't looking at me like I'm going to fuck him. That, because you gave her $20, I'm supposed to believe, I'm supposed to be absent in my reality that she wants to fuck me? She doesn't want to fuck me. But I kind of know why he's mad, though. I, I kind of know I, why I he's mad, I get why, though. but it doesn't... Like, you do your job, and if your job, again, is to fake seduce me, yeah. then, then seduce, seduce me, me, bitch. Don't be looking at your man. <laughs> but I never even looked at it that way because she was getting close, and so yeah, I just think people would get too caught up in it. My, I had this one friend... That's why that shit is... Pointless to me. I had this one friend had so much money, he didn't care. He would throw money at these strippers, but he'd always say something funny. This one girl bent over and got her ass right in his face, and he mm. goes, he goes, seriously, looks right at it. Like, she's, like, doing that underneath look. Right. And he looks right there, and he goes, do you eat burritos? Oh, <laughs> And she cracked up. Like, right, and he was like, right. you know what? Why are we taking this seriously? We all know what the game is. And if you go in there with that attitude, I think it's a lot I easier. I take it seriously because it's my money. But see that I don't want to give up my. That's why I don't go like that. I, I yeah, I, I have a friend who spends money at those places. I don't get Listen, it. Listen, I'm I'll put it like this. I like to look, but not buy. Like if I'm going, I, that's the one time where it's like I'm. It's like if I'm going into the mall, I'm window shopping, but I ain't buying. You know what I mean? Unless 
you know, the purchase comes with, you know, what it needs to come with. Dude, I go to, I, I go and I'll look at puppies at the puppy store all the time. I'm right. not planning on bringing a puppy home. I really? just go in, I just go in and look at them. They're cute. Right. It's nice. Right. But I know I'm not leaving with a puppy. Right. Okay. And I'm not leaving my money there for a puppy either. Right. Right. It's the same reason. Like, like I, I again, I look at gambling. <laughs> Even though with gambling, at least you get some sort of a thrill if you win. If you win, you can get some money, and there's the thrill of, can I win? With a strip club, where's the win? I'm giving you money to get me hard, and I don't come? What is the point of that? Well, I told my buddy went there one night, and he spent like, I don't know, like six, six, seven hundred bucks on this one stripper, and he went home with her. And so I had to think what the win was, and the win was... Waking up in the morning and getting to see how you made a seven hundred dollar mistake. Ugh. That's all. That what else can you win out of that? Right. I, I don't get it. So, bottom line, did you like the movie? <laughs> no, I like the movie. I like the movie. I, I just—it's it, almost like you just said with the boyfriend. How she's looking at a boyfriend, yeah. and dude is mad because she's jipping on the fantasy. That's how you feel about. That's the how movie. I feel about the movie. They, like, because I just know Lopez went. I'm not doing that. So, and, and, and that smug attitude, bitch, you a stripper. So if she would have showed her tits one scene in the movie, the movie would have changed for you, though? Yeah, a little bit. Because it would have. And her ass was beautiful. She had a beautiful ass, beautiful legs. But, bitch, you could dress like that on the beach. You can't show your tits. That Versace dress probably showed more of her than she did in that show. In yeah. The, the Versace dress. That's, right. Uh, yeah, that, that was. Yeah. Uh, um. But, but she and she's also fifty one years old. Okay, she looks fantastic. No, no, I'm just I'm giving her credit for yeah, that. yeah. She looks fantastic. Um, two 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 women I want to talk about that was in that movie. I can't stand Cardi B. That bitch is so. You know, I believe you have to, and that's why they say there's somebody out there for everybody. I don't really know how Offset is. I haven't really seen him in interviews, but from what I gather, he looks like a real ghetto nigga. And them two belong together. I can't see Cardi B with a doctor, an educated motherfucker. Her voice is so goddamn annoying. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> oh, the bitch is a migraine. She's like an itch you can't scratch. I can't stand that bitch. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I mean, kudos to her because, you know, she's, she's made a name for herself and created a brand. And she took all that shit and made it work for her and spun it into gold. So I can't ever hate that. But as a personality, that bitch is annoying. Well, it's funny that she's in that movie because she also admitted to ripping dudes off. And she used to be a stripper. Yeah. So yeah. she she was she was the character. That Listen, I, and 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 they showed they didn't show the nipple, but they showed her tits. She of course she had the pasty on. Yeah. And beautiful tits, man. Beautiful tits. I mean, listen. If she, if the opportunity presents itself, I would definitely fuck her. But she'd have to have a sock in her mouth. You know what I mean? I, I, I just, you know. Would you fuck her with anger though? Nah, nah. I would be gentle. <laughs> I, would, I would be gentle. Um, yeah, you don't want to piss the pussy off. <laughs> um, and Lizzo, how? This is another unrealistic thing. Have you ever seen a fat bitch in a top-notch strip club? Never. You've never seen. A fat bitch work at a like that club. If that if that club had a name, it was like Hustlers. Hustler is a top high end strip club. First of all, let's be realistic. Strip clubs don't even hire black women with fat asses. 
Every time you see a black woman in a predominantly white strip club, her ass is as flat as the white women. They don't hire black women with Atlanta asses. They don't do it. Flat stomach and Atlanta asses. Like, what's, this, what's my strip club in Baltimore I always fuck with? Norma Jeans. When you go into Norma Jeans, them, whether it's, in, pick, a, pick a black city, whatever, where niggas congregate. All the black women, flat stomachs, fat asses from Detroit to Chicago to D.C. to wherever. The only time you see a bitch that's built like Lizzo in a strip club, it's in the deepest, darkest ghettos where bullet wounds, stab wounds, nigga, they frying chicken near the stage, barbecue grills outside. You might, and even then you don't see no obese bitch. That was clearly a Lizzo is popular and she don't mind flaunting her fatness. That's what that was. Well, it was it was a, a body image issue, too, that they put into the movie. That was what you just said. Yay, look, fat bitch who's naked and proud. Yay, women. Another thing that takes it out. The no tits and that shit. Two unrealistic things. This is, I gotta go back to Patrice now. That's why Patrice said women stink. Because guys wouldn't do that. A guy would not, a man would not cheat his fellow man on a movie. He would go, yo, we guys. Put all the shit that's in there, supposed to be in there, in there. Women, I want to show my tits. Yay, fat naked bitch. Well, we're womanhood. It's the Come on. on. There, there's a difference in honesty because the movie, what was the movie, uh, Magic Mike? Yeah. That, that movie was for women, right? Yeah. Was there, I, I, I honestly, I didn't see the movie. I didn't either. But I know that there was no fat dudes in the movie. I know there was no dad bodies in the movie. But have you, but, but have you ever seen dad bods at a male strip club? They don't do that. Like, that's like that, that male review strip club they got in Vegas, Australia, Men From Down Under. That poster is niggas that all look like Chris Hemsworth. So, I, I, there, there's a... There's, there's a I, I don't understand the, the, the dishonesty. Why because, are we promoting fatness as well, sexy? Let's, let's, let's be honest, man. And, and listen, this is coming from a chunky nigga. Fat is not sexy, man. I, I know it's a fetish. I know there are dudes out there that like that shit. It's a, it's a fetish. Like, I like gristle on a steak. Most people don't fuck with gristle. That's the fattiest, chewiest, ugh. I, it's, that's my steak fetish. I like the gristle, nigga. I like that chewable gristle. People that eat bone marrow, that's a fetish. Most, most motherfuckers eat the meat down to the bone, throw the motherfucker out. For you to crack that bone open and suck that shit out, that's a fetish. Fatness is a fetish, nigga. It's not sexy. Her tits look like pancake batter cooked on a diner grill. Just flatness. Horrific. Fuck out of here. Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. 
you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? You know, she's sending her positive message. The she bitch was, is talented. She plays the flute. I get it. But she had courtside seats at the Lakers game. And, and that, I, I, I wanted that to bleed us right into that. You know, it's, a, it's funny because a lot of dudes were saying, and I've said this before on the podcast, but a lot of dudes were saying, it's amazing how women lie for the sake of their own vanity. Um, girl power. Yes, girl, slay. Yes, queen, slay. Yes. Women, if y'all care so much about each other, why is the first priority not, Lizzo, get your shit together. Hypertension, diabetes, high blood pressure, girl power. Girls, unite. Womanhood, roar. Y'all celebrate. Oh, go fat bitch with your ass out at the Laker game. Be, be proud. Fuck that bitch. Yeah, slay, queen, slay. Which is more important? Slay queen slay, you fat fuck, or sweetie, get your shit together, your health. I, I think it's a combination of both because you don't want to feel bad because you're overweight. You want to feel like you should get into shape. But the, the other side of that is, I mean, men for years, you, you, go to, you go to games and there's guys with no shirt on, fat dudes with no shirt on with the, with the team, painted the team colors. Because right. men's body don't have the same value as a woman's. A woman's tits is value, nigga. It means something. No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. There's, but it's, but we we put the value on it because, uh, like for men's mag for magazines, there's right. there's hundreds of magazines with naked women in the magazines. Right. There's very few magazines with men naked in the magazines. Because again, cock's not pretty. It's just not pretty. There's no denying that. It's an ugly animal. It's 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 <laughs> it's like a fucking hedgehog or some shit. It's just not. Ugh. Um. A nice pair of tits, juggly, meaty, shaky, bubbly. It's something about that that just, it does something to you. Balls and dick, it's just gross. But there's women out there that would say, like, I want to see a guy. Well, that's true. I don't know that they, listen, I don't know. And women know that. They know that. But that's where the dishonesty comes in. This is that they're not being honest. The, 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 what they want. They have to be honest if they want us to be honest. They have to say, yeah, we prefer this. Well, that's where their double standards kick in. That's where they're double. When it comes to honesty, there is a double standard. And on both sides. It ain't just women. We can, be, we can play that foul game, too. But, look, man, it's like, look, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, sometimes, again, I'm perusing through Instagram, and, and sometimes I come up on the, the, the stuff that's related to comic books and superhero movies. And I've seen... Chris Hemsworth with his shirt off. I envy that. That's some sexy shit. Like, I wish I had a sexy... When I was skinnier, dude, I'm telling you, I was gorgeous, nigga. I was gorgeous. And, 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 and it's like, I had one girl hit me up on Instagram, and that old picture of me with the black Kango beanie on when I got this sweater on and it's black and white. And, I, and, 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 and you know, she wrote, damn, what happened? And I'm laughing. I'm hurting too. Because yeah. I'm just going, damn, nigga. And I remember when Lizzo did it, 
she got on, uh, I forget what, I don't know if it's Instagram. She got on that thing where she's talking to people and the words are coming up, people are commenting. And she was talking about how she didn't care. Fuck you, haters. Fuck you, haters. And then someone wrote, which I totally agree with and thought myself, you do care. Because if you didn't care, you wouldn't defend it. You wouldn't feel the need to go fuck you, haters. If you, if you didn't care, you wouldn't feel the need to go live and tell people, fuck off. You do care. And I really think that deep down inside, listen, you mean to tell me if fat people could take a magic pill and wake up the next day slim and trim, they wouldn't? If, if they don't want to do the work. Okay, but if she, if she went to her doctor and her doctor said, hey, man, your blood pressure is fine. Your uh, your sugar is fine. All your all, all all your numbers are fine, and I, and you're you're overweight. There's no is doubt that about realistic it. What you're saying? It is. Some people live live well, fat. No, I'm not going to say fat, but overweight. Right. Oh, and their it's their their blood pressure is fine. All that shit's fine. Do do you have to? Do you have, then it's just a societal norm, isn't it? Dude, I just have a hard time believing. And listen, no one is born fat. You get to that level. Before Lizzo got to that level, unless she was just big her whole life as a kid, when you go back and you look at yourself in your best, skinny, thin, and if you've gained weight and look at you now, don't tell me you're not in love with that other motherfucker. That's when you were at your best. I one time saw a picture. I don't know if you've ever seen this picture. Remember the rapper Big Pun? Yeah. Have you ever seen a skinny picture? No. There's a picture of him... In his 20s, hair, skinny, jawline, motherfucker look good. I, I just, I refuse to believe that, dude, a six-pack, broad shoulders, in shape, a waistline, a jawline. Who, was, who don't want that? Who don't want that to look your best? Dude, that was part of my New Year's resolution. I mean, I don't know if you made one, but I'm on a diet right now. This fucking shit's killing me, but I... I know what I used to look like, and I saw my. I'm gonna be really honest. I'm gonna. This is the most. Uh, like I like blowjobs. You said you don't like blowjobs. I do like them. Don't don't put that out okay. there. I like them. I just don't. I'm not crazy about them. Okay, I like a blowjob. I really do. Right. And a few months ago, <laughs> a girl was blowing me. Okay. And I saw her head hit my stomach right. in a way that I was like, I don't ever want to see that again. Like, it like bounced off your stomach. Yeah, like it hit it, and it was like right. it was uncomfortable. Like she shouldn't have to. She shouldn't have to plow through my belly fat. Which, and she was sucking your dick while this happened. Yeah, and that issue got in the way of the feeling. Yeah. Wow. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't want to be fat. I don't. I, I want. I want her to. <laughs> I want her to be able to be. Like if I'm getting that, I don't want it to be like at her expense. Is right. what I'm saying. I want her to be. If this is what we're gonna do, right. I want her to be in a. In a position that's that she doesn't, I would hate that. Right. If I was, if, we, if I had to lift some girl's fat off my head while I was eating her out, I wouldn't want to eat her out. Yeah, nigga, that just that's different. Yeah, I know it's different, but it's the same. Right. I, it's about me though. I mean, my my self consciousness came out when I saw that, right. and that's why it broke that that like you're saying you you, you thought about that. Yeah, because right. in my own head, I was like, you're disgusting. Yeah, and it changed it for me. And that's so that's what that's what this is kind of about right now. Now, not just about that, obviously, but I want to be healthy and I don't like that uh, I walked up four flights of stairs today and I was breathing hard. I want right. to be in a better shape. But that, that like that's my New Year's resolution. And, and the reason I even said it this way and, you know, and I made it so uh, graphic. I uh, apologize to my girlfriend for that uh, is because uh, 
I, I, I do think that there is a health concern when you look at yourself and you have to look at yourself and know that your body wasn't intended to look like that. Yeah. And I, and I'm not trying to be mean to Lizzo, uh, cause you know, and, and, and I'm glad that she has, she puts out for, for girls, uh, for anyone who's overweight, you want to, you got to feel good about yourself. You can't hate yourself and try to lose weight. You, yeah. I mean, you can, but it's a lot easier if you appreciate who you are right. and you work to better yourself. Right. Then, and I think that's what she's trying to get out, but I think it's coming across is that it's okay to be obese, and I don't think that's true. I think, though, you shouldn't be shamed. You shouldn't have to feel bad about who you are. But I, I like, but I think even Adele, have you seen a picture of Adele who was... No. She's all thin right now. Is she? Yeah, and, uh, and uh, who was... Uh, <coughs> the fucking awesome singer that was in the movie um, Showgirls. Uh, the stripper movie Showgirls? No, 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 no. I'm not sure. Oh, oh, Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, she lost weight. She looks great. Looks amazing. Yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. And, and so I'm not putting her down for what she looked like You before. know who's cute to, as fuck to me? Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. But I can't get past the, the Pillsbury dough shit. But she's lost some weight. She was really big. And she got to a point where she was realized that she that being that big wasn't healthy. You know who's for her. a good looking dude? Good looking dude was fat. And I know again for women, they don't care as much as we do sometimes. But Kevin James, yes. he's a good looking guy. But funny, I, I, like my my baby mama, uh, the Puerto Rican one, had a thing for him because she likes funny motherfuckers, and I think she likes you know rotund niggas too, not beastly, but she don't mind a little bit of chunkiness. Um, and to be a good-looking, funny person, male or female, those are two great qualities. But, you know. Well, Chris Pratt, though, too. Wasn't he big? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. He's the... the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, he was a little chunky. Yeah, he was and chunky. And look how sexy he looks, not chunky. Yeah, and now, he, and now what his movie roles changed into. Yes, he's a leading man. I'm telling you, man. Just honesty. Honesty. People, people, people yes, the shaming part we get. Boo, shame on you. For shaming. But come on, let's be honest. Thin is sexy. In shape is sexy. In you shape. You look good. You feel better. I, I'm going to go with in shape over thin because thin people, I think, go crazy and then look right. like. Right. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, the two comics in the movie, do you know who they were? In, in uh, The Hustler. I don't even remember. I don't, I don't uh uh-uh. You really don't remember? I, I, you know what? I'm trying to think about the it. The right. DJ. Oh, that's Big J Orkison. You know why? Oh, God, this is going to sound... I don't want to... Yeah, I knew it was Big J. And, and At first, I thought... I'm going to be honest. At first, I thought it was David Tell. <laughs> I know, because and, then, and then, like he, I do think he sounds a little bit... It, it's right. in his cadence, and it's not right. anything against right. either one of those guys. But at first, it caught... It piqued my attention, because I heard the voice before right. I saw the face. And then I realized it was yeah. Big J. Yeah. And the second one, uh, Dove Davidoff. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he played a pretty shitty, slimy character. Yeah, I, li- yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I liked it. He, he's the, I, I've seen him in two movies, and he's done nothing. It's None of them have been comical. Remember the other movie he was in with Mark Wahlberg about where Mark tried out for the Jets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The football movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's most amazing when you're a comic and you get roles in movies where you don't get to show what you do. Because Dove is a funny motherfucker, dude. Dude, he's really good in, um, in that Pete Holmes uh, thing that was on the HBO. HBO. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because he plays a semi, not a dick dick, but he, you know those guys in comedy that are kind of, that are still coming up, but already think that they made it? Right. A little bit like that guy. Yeah. 
and with a little dick personality, a little bit of a dick personality, right. but then, uh, but so, but funny and goofy, and like you really see a, a great. Per- I, I really enjoyed watching him in that. So, speaking of comics, uh, live from New York, it's Saturday night. Here we go. This for me is like the Irishman. This was a big anticipation. I'm gonna start with you. What'd you think? I thought it was good. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some, uh, you know, at first, and, and I went back and looked a little bit at this. At right. first, I thought, man, didn't he? Did he rehearse with these guys? Because he missed some lines. And there's, right. but then I went back and watched some of the old clips, and he missed lines back then too. So at first, I thought maybe right. he, because he's Eddie Murphy, he didn't want to spend the whole week at, at NBC and 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 go through all this. Uh, I promise you, that's what it was. Um, probably right. But uh, but I also noticed in in his in, in in the clips that I found of Saturday Night Live when he was on it anyway, he, he misses some lines and he did exactly what he does now. He still made it funny, right? So I, I mean, I thought it was really good, but it wasn't great. It wasn't. You know, here's the word I'm gonna use. And again, y'all gotta remember, I'm a I'm a listen. I'm a Jordan whore, an Eddie Murphy whore, a Mike Tyson whore. Those are my three fucking guys. So you know I don't want to say nothing crazy. I love me some Eddie Murphy. He's the reason why I do what I do. But I thought that because of all the hype, and I thought that because it's Eddie Murphy, and people recognize him for the comedic, iconic god that he is, Every I, and I sent out an Instagram post where I said, yo, I haven't seen it. I recorded it. What's the verdict? How was Eddie on SNL? Everybody went fire. It was great. It was like he never missed a beat. It was fire. It was fire. It was amazing. No, it wasn't. It was nostalgic. That's the word I'm going with. Nostalgic. It was nostalgic. But it was good. Because, because Eddie did all the characters we grew up loving, and we knew. I'm Gumby, damn it. And I'm going to speak on that one specifically. Otay, Buckwheat, Mr. Rogers. It was nostalgic. Did that shit... Did he do anything that really made you laugh? Mr. And I want to go through all the the skits. Um, The one about the elf people were talking about, that did nothing for me. The one about the Christmas family, and I got the joke, family being annoying during the most joyous time of of the year, when it's supposed to be about family. Yeah. That really made you laugh? Did it really make you laugh? No, but it made it, it made me it made me feel more comfortable about the fact that I can't stand when I'm around all those people in my house either. And it's, so it's funny. It, it's not funny in the in the super haha. I'm going to laugh out loud. But it's funny in that yeah kind of way. The skit where he played the cooking contestant that made you laugh. Have you ever watched any of those shows? Yes. You know, it, yeah. it's funny to make. It was making fun of the show and, and the way that they pick people out of the show. Right. That's that not real. The way. So, yeah, but again, not gut-busting laugh. Velvet Jones, I want to be a hoe. And I remember when I saw that as a kid. Just because I was a kid. Ho! So, ho! Feels dated now. It, well, well, it does feel dated. That definitely did. Um, and the two most popular, or three most popular things... Uh, buckwheat. Back then, that was funny. Otay, the songs with the Otay and the weebid wubba dubba dub. Come on, man. Come on, man. Um, honestly, that wasn't. I think they could have wrote that a lot better than they did. Uh, 
Mr. Roberts' neighborhood. And, and listen, it was the smartness of it, the gentrification. The beginning was awesome. <coughs> I felt that they gave up on the end. I do, too. Because um, that's, 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 that's an old joke, not a new spin on... It, it, what you just said, not a new spin, because here's what's happened. The premise has been done so many times before. Look at, look at we did it on In, In Living Color did it. Mad TV did it, where you take an old show and you basically put today's date. I Love Lucy, 1999. So it's all the I Love Lucy-isms. It's shot in black and white. It's the same set. It's, we're all doing the impressions of uh, Nicole Sullivan is doing Lucille Ball. Pat Kilbane, <laughs> doing Ricky Lucy. All of that is the same. But it's the 90s. So whatever the 90s jokes are, whatever the 90s temperament is, whatever the 90s edges, that's what you put in the joke. I remember we did a, when we did I Love Lucy 99, that famous I Love Lucy episode in the factory where she's putting all the chocolates yeah, in her yeah, mouth. Yeah. The, 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 the premise of the joke was uh, Rick, Ricky, because he's Colombian, got into a drug game, to a drug deal with some drug lords. So... She had to make some drugs, and her and Ethel had to hurry up and produce these drugs at a, at a fast rate. So they basically did the same thing where she was putting cocaine balls together, and it was going too fast. So the same way Lucy put all the chocolates in her mouth, she's putting these drugs in her mouth and has an overdose. That was Mr. Roberts, Rogers' Neighborhood. They just took what was an old premise and went, let's put today's spin on it. But that's the only way they can bring that back. But at the very end of it, when it was like his son coming to find him with the twenty three and me, yeah, right. it was a, a new idea, but it's an old idea. Like dad's trying not to find his son, not to find him. I mean, right. there's, there's other ways that they could have. That I thought there, there's a lot of other ways he could have ended it. Some, um, and dude, maybe you know something I don't explain it to me. I never got Gumby. I'm Gumby, damn it! I don't get that character. I don't get the joke. What is it? What is it? I'm missing. Why is that funny? It was just funny. So the premise is he's... Gumby. Gumby, but he's also supposed to be like an old-timey... I ran Hollywood, yes. I, I, I knew I gave uh, Rock Hudson his first deal. I'm Gumby, damn it. Like an old-school Hollywood... He's the doing, way we used to do things, kid. There's a green Gumby with a black guy and a Jewish voice. I think all, I don't know why. I that's don't all get funny. that at all. It was just funny the way he presented it at the beginning. But I got to be honest, when it gets dated, it, it, I didn't find Gumby that it wasn't, there was no new take on it. Right. It was just, I, 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 I preferred Pete Davison on the, on the news than mm-hmm. I did Gumby. I know that they had been wanting to get Eddie to do that for a long time. And it felt like Eddie went, you know what? Because you guys gave me my start, finally I'll do it. But it, it, I didn't feel like he, he went in there with a mission. I've been gone this long, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to destroy this motherfucker. I think he just went to go do a favor. It I, felt like he did a favor. It, you know what? It, okay. I think if they would have, because these pieces are iconic, and they have such, like you said, nostalgia in everybody's life. I don't think that this, I don't think there was a way to do this in the the, the normal four-day period that they do SNL. Mm-hmm. You know, to really make that happen. Right. I think that if it was going to happen, they should have, Eddie Murphy needed to write these, maybe with someone else, over a few, over maybe a month. 
right. and then make up 15 sketches, and then they went in that week before and took those 15 and made them. Right. Because there's such iconic pieces that there's no way that you can look at them and not... You expected more for them because they were just so much a part of your life. I expected more because it's Eddie Murphy. Like, if that's a big gun. And, like, for instance... Think about these two sketches. One is a famous SNL sketch. Remember this, the SNL sketch where it was about a, a fake Bud Light commercial and the guys were in the pool and then it turned gay? It got real homoerotic? I don't remember, but... You should look that... That was one of Saturday Night Live's best parodies where it just all of a sudden... Oh, I do remember that one. Yeah, 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 And then yeah. all of a sudden shit got gay. Edgy, raw, risque. Here's another one. Dave Chappelle's nigger sketch. N-I-G-G-E-R. It's the nigger family. The nigger family. Remember that skit that Dave did? Yeah. I know how you niggas don't like paying your bills. And at the end, he comes in, niggers. What's edgy? Man, that's the type of shit Eddie should have done. But Eddie's been going away from edgy shit for yeah. a long time. Well, the niggas stay away. You Eddie, nigga. Come on. Show your tits. Dude, okay, the Mr. Rogers neighborhood? Yeah. If you wanted social commentary on it, when he tried to sneak out the door, mm-hmm. if a cop would have shot him? There you go. There you go. Truth mixed with... Or shot at him, not necessarily... You just see... I shoot the nigga. That's I, Mr. Rogers. And then what makes that so funny? He's this nice, gentle character who plays to the children. Who would hurt Mr. Rogers? But he was sneaking out of the window. And, and we shot that nigga. Fuck how nice he is. That's real. That's raw. That's the truth. That's edgy. That's Eddie. But that's what was that. When we get down to it, now that we broke it down and talked about, it, that's what was missing was the edge. That's what. That's what was missing. Eddie gave us the Doctor Doolittle version of Saturday Night Live when we wanted Forty Eight Hours. One of my favorite moments. Is when I don't know if you ever saw the clip, but apparently the story goes: Eddie Murphy did Forty Eight Hours. Nick Nolte is supposed to come host the show, but Nick got sick, so he couldn't do it. So he called the producers and said, "Yo, why don't you just have Eddie host?" So Eddie goes to host the show, <coughs> and the open is of Eddie in his dressing room, <coughs> and Eddie tells the audience this story: "Yeah, Nick was supposed to host." Um, but he got sick, and he goes, I know y'all wanted to see one of the stars of 48 Hours host, and damn it, you're going to see it. Live from New York, it's the Eddie Murphy Show. And a lot of the cast members got mad at him because he said it's the Eddie Murphy Show instead of Saturday Night Live. That's how brash and cocky Eddie was yeah. and confident. He's go- he, his thing was, I'm a star. I just This movie, 48 Hours, is blowing up. I saved SNL. I was, the, I was the only black guy during my reign. I was the most popular dude ever. I'm a star. Welcome to the Eddie Murphy Show. Live from New York, it's the Eddie Murphy Show. That took balls. Eddie didn't give us the balls. We didn't get the balls, man. That's why I'm sitting here going, everybody's going fire, fire, fire. I think a lot of that is people caught up in the hype. Because when you really look at what he did on that show... He did not blow you away. Them skits were not that funny. But maybe they could, maybe because of the way things are now, they just couldn't go that far. Ah, bah, bah humbug. That's Eddie Murphy. And here's, here's what dispels that. You ready? Because it's Eddie Murphy, I don't give a fuck 
what the climate is. If Eddie wanted to do it, it would have got done. Dave Chappelle, when that shot with all four of them up there, yeah. Eddie goes, you can't smoke on TV. I thought you couldn't smoke on TV. And Dave, you can't. <laughs> it's Dave. Dave's that guy. He can do what the fuck he wants to do. You're not allowed to say nigga on TV. Remember when, Ed, when, when, when Dave hosted, did his monologue? He said nigga several times, and he said to, on, during the monologue, I know I'm not supposed to say that, Lauren, and it's going to cost you, but don't give a fuck. He's at his peak. He's the king. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. Balls, nigga. Eddie ain't give us the balls. That's why I'm telling you it feels like, yo, the mantle has been handed over to Dave. Because Dave did, in that short time span during that intro, what we wanted Eddie to do all night. And that, to me, was the funniest joke. When Dave goes, right now you're looking at half a Netflix budget. Yeah. Chris Rock, Eddie, Dave, even though Tracy Morgan didn't do a special on Netflix, it didn't matter. That iconic shot of all four of them. That was the best joke of the night to me. Half a Netflix budget, because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. What did you think about when everybody came out, though? I thought it was cool. Um, here's a moment of vanity. Uh, I don't know that it made, well, I guess because he was on the show. Tracy Morgan up there, I guess that was the tie-in. Yeah. He was on the show. Yeah. But I would have rather had him replaced with Kevin Hart. If the statement is the biggest, baddest niggas in the game, Tracy don't over Kevin. That should have been Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, Dave, and Kevin. Even when they brought Kenan Thompson, that was a funny thing when the white guy tried to talk. No, we got this, man. I like the joke. Um, And again, he's on the show, so there's the tie-in. But again, listen, man, I don't think there's been anybody on that show since Eddie Murphy to do what Eddie did, to have that kind of an impact. Chris Rock didn't have it. Chris Rock even made a joke about it. When I said, Lawrence said, you're going to be the next Eddie Murphy. Then several months, years later, or months, no, you're not. not. Yeah, but he wasn't because he wasn't Chris Rock yet. Even, he, if, he, even if he had been Chris Rock, I never thought Chris was funny on that show. I never thought he did anything impactful. But, what, Nat X? No, but he wasn't, like I said, he hadn't, if he hadn't found his voice when he was on. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. Adam Sandler found it. Adam did, but Chris Adam, Farley found it. I mean, Chris, Chris Rock talks about being discovered by Eddie Murphy and then having the few minutes that led him to fame and then having to work 10 years before he figured out how to do what he was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Tracy Morgan was never funny to me on SNL. He was funny on SNL because he was probably the most edgy person on SNL. Dude, tell, tell me something that I you don't remember. remember. I don't there remember. you yeah. go. Jay Farrow, graded impressions. Graded impressions. Did he, did he, you remember anything Jay did that was impactful? That no. you walked away from and went, man, this is a memory. But we don't watch Saturday Night Live every night because we're, on, we're at a club. Dude, it don't matter. When shit is strong enough, you hear about it. Okay. It, it finds you. Nobody has been on. And that's why, look, again, this moment of vanity and maybe some, y'all chalk it up to maybe a moment of bitterness. But, oh, this absolute, absolutely brings me to this fat fuck. I saw a clip. Somebody sent me a clip on Instagram of Bruce Bruce talking shit about me at a radio station that I often do. I forget where it's at. And this is what's so funny is that, again, niggas run with rumors, shit they hear. The guy goes, first of all, Bruce Bruce goes, listen, man, 
if Aries had done on Saturday Night Live what he did on Mad TV, his body of work, no question he'd be a fucking star. Because um, Mad TV just wasn't what SNL was, which is true, but whatever. But he goes on to tell this story about how, I, I think we were in Delaware, and he said, I got mad because I wasn't headlining. And he goes, Aries came in, he asked, who's, who's headliner? He goes, I got to be the headliner. He demanded he be the headliner. And when he found out I was the headliner, he was pissed off. But then he says in the story, which he contradicts himself, he goes, and then Aries said, I got a plane to catch, so I got to get out of here as soon as possible. Well, which is it, Bruce? Because if I'm the headliner, then that means I ain't worried about catching a plane because I got to go last. If I'm worried about catching a plane, I can't headline. I got to get out of there. So tell the story, Bruce. Which is it? You fucking liar. And then uh, he goes on to say, you know, Aries is a dick and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And what fucked me up is I'm going, yo, I never one time had a problem with Bruce Bruce. Not once. Because he's a nice dude. Here's what's crazy. Every time I see Bruce Bruce, nothing but smiles. Brother Aries, we dap, we hug. Nigga, what did I do to you? The last time I performed with Bruce Bruce, we did a cruise ship together. And again, slap hands, hugs, the whole nine. So I'm going, where is Bruce Bruce getting this from? Did he destroy the buffet at the cruise? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I might have took the last sausage. Uh, And I, I, I hit him up on Instagram. And I said, hey, Bruce, man, check this out. You got something to say about me? You got a problem with me? Nigga, holler at me. Here's my number. I never had an issue with you. The fuck are you talking about? So, you know, uh, but my whole point in that was, yeah, man, vanity-wise, I would have loved it. Who wouldn't? That's a photo for the ages. Dave, Eddie, Chris, me. I would love that. But, you know, it ain't me, so fuck it. Do you think that they should have had some other cast members on that stage? During that time? Yeah. You mean black? Yeah. I don't know who else would have been there. Who should have should have been there? Jay Farrow? What about the original black cast member? Garrett Morris? Yeah. <sighs> no? Again, even Garrett. What did, what did he do to blew you away? Eddie, I'm telling you, Eddie's the only black dude who's ever been on SNL to kaboom. Like, he, it was made for him. The impressions, the characters, that's what he did. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. That's what I'm saying. Like, Tracy, Chris, none of those guys did characters or impressions. And the characters that they did do don't stand out. Jay Farrell, I give him the nod because his impressions are impeccable. So that show fits him. But even then, what impression did he do on the show where you go, man, that bit? Dude, I still have people today that will say to me, don't be raping. When I did the Kobe, the Shaq and the Super Lakers, and we did the cartoon, and in the cartoon, Shaq goes at the end. And we did it like the, uh, the Fat Albert style, where Bill Cosby yeah. would show himself live, tell him what the story was, cut to the cartoon. When the cartoon's over, cut back to live Bill going, all right, boys and girls, what you just seen? So we did Shaq, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, and remember, kids, don't be raping. Quotables. Quotables. Memories. 
But, you know, I'm glad, you know, it was cool that he did it. But, I, I you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest you could be, it's a 5, man. Really? You're not going to give it a 6 nah, or 7? Nah, man. Nah. 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 Nothing blew me away. I still give it a little bit better than that. Yeah. All right, man. We're at There it is. So, uh. We covered. Show us your tits and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> and, and, and be healthy. And be healthy. Uh, this is 2020. Yeah, baby. Um, there it is, boys and girls. We're done. <laughs> the story is show us your tits and Eddie, give us your balls. <laughs> a nigger and a spick. Both came up short. There we go. All right, man. I'm on my social media at andycomedy.com. All of my, all my uh, social media is in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, find me. Yeah. Uh, ba, 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 ba. You guys know the business. Uh, I'm still trying to attract these fuckers uh, to Instagram and get these numbers up. Uh, Instagram, y'all know that shit already. Y'all know what it is by now. Cameo. Come on, get these cameos, man. Uh, that's it. And we're going to be at the Stress Factory at the end of the month, right? Yeah, um, New Brunswick, yeah. New Jersey, uh, Stress Factory, Jersey. Um, and we got Russell Peters coming up. Yeah, we got an interview coming up with him. So we, we have some stuff out there. So Iconic we'll... Indian comedian. He's Canadian. Is he Canadian? He's, but Canadian. he's still Indian. See, this is what we're going to get into because we're going to, I want to know if he, which I want to know because I think he says he's, he goes by being Canadian. I think this is one of the only countries that we say, what our ethnic background is before we say right. what we are. So right. anyway, but yeah, well, we're going to have them on. And Russell Vitas. <laughs> and that's at, that's at the end of the month, the 31st through the uh, 2nd, I think, is Brian right. Vitas Trust Factory. So uh, guys, thanks for listening. Can you feel it, baby?